1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. You get all of our content, not just on the Heat, but on Messi, the Panthers, the Marlins, the Hurricanes, and the Dolphins. Also, check out Off the Floor. Go to winnow.app backslash off the floor. That's where you get text directly to your phone from the four of us at Five on the Floor. Also, you get columns, Q&As, contests and more just go to winnow.app backslash off the floor it's three dollars and five cents per month also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes our friend lynette finder insurance by lynette.com life insurance renters insurance homeowner's insurance she sells everything there and she'll work with you to make sure that you get the best deal also a huge miami heat fan and just a great person who's on our streams all the time so work with someone like you based here in south florida in the north lauderdale area go to insurancebylanet.com that's with two n's and two t's insurancebylanet.com she represents a aggressive insurance and now today's episode down
2: to Five on the floor, ride for my dogs well, here's the thing? You can check the score Hustle hard, couple scars, we bubble frogs Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all Kept the floor plan, got them all bang Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand Impact with trust, it's about to have the guts We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up
0: Welcome to five on the floor, a daily insider show on the Miami heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander and Alex Toledo, plus others from the five reason sports network.
1: All right, welcome back to five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on five Reasons sports. We got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305. Been focusing a lot on Dwayne Wade. We did that for a week leading up to his Hall of Fame induction then kind of pivoted back to some other episodes, uh, Dame related a little bit, Jovic related. We'll get into more Jovic as we go forward because he's still kind of killing it at FIBA. So we've got another episode coming up uh, related to him that goes a little bit back historically on the heat. But today we're going to look just in a very like sort of tactile way here. I players who actually will be at training camp, or we believe they will be at training camp, because right now we don't know what's going to happen with the Dame thing. Everybody keeps asking me. I was actually at a show at Hard Rock Live last night, Brady, and four different people came up to me. When are we getting Dame? (laughs) Uh, And wanting to know why my phone wasn't on, it was literally during a performance at Hard Rock Live. You're not supposed to have your phone on. Uh, But, you know, of course, that's the time that this stuff would typically happen. But, look, I don't expect anything here until we get closer to training camp. It doesn't feel like – there's anything to move the process. If the memo didn't move the process, um, you know, if uh, Dame going back to Portland for a week, all also, I mean, there's been a little some little events that maybe you could look at and say, OK, maybe something's going to happen now. But I really think ultimately uh, we're looking at about a week before camp and things start to get serious and then we see if dame has an interview doesn't have an interview we see where the Harden situation is and how that plays into it the mb situation there's a lot of stuff out there but there's nothing that forces joe cronin to do anything now he has to feel the footsteps of dame coming to training camp and what that's going to be like for him and his organization and to see there are no other offers out there and then i think we might actually see movement so what we want to get into is players will be in camp and the hopefuls because we know that the heat usually mine a couple of gems uh, every year. Last year, Haywood Highsmith was the guy who emerged the most, I would say, of the young guys. Jamal Kane had a couple of moments. Uh Orlando Robinson showed some things, but now Orlando gets another opportunity this year on a full contract. It's this progression, Brady. It's like they find them, then they become exhibit tens or two ways, then eventually some of them graduate uh to the big roster. And then about two years after that, we have the conversation about whether or not they should pay them. So, so So let's go through it. Um, Let's go through some of the exhibit tens that came in uh, and, and just start with the one that you think is the best fit to play quickly.
2: I think in terms of that, I think it's Cole Swider, which is actually I think their most interesting one, just because whenever they go like off the grid with a pickup in terms of like not being in the Sioux Falls or not being in heat summer league, when they find a guy that's on another roster and say, we like that guy. They usually kind of end up leaning in that direction quicker, it feels like. Like there was they've done this frequently. Like we think back at Darius Days last year, they kind of grabbed from another team. Uh, they quickly kind of moved forward with him, but obviously he just didn't work out, it just did not fit their timeline at all. But Cole Swider, I just think makes a lot of sense. I've been saying over and over that in terms of these exhibit tens in two ways, it has to be shooting, it just has to be these different types of shooters, not just because they lost the max. Uh, not just because they even lost Gabe, who was part of their shooting core. Tyler and Duncan are in trade talks every single day that we open up <laughs> any type of social media app. They need shooting on the roster. And when it was only Drew Peterson, who we're going to get into probably next, they need to add a little bit extra. And Cole Swider seems to be that. He's six foot nine. Uh, his jumper is really pure. Uh, I think there were certain questions about why, that, like, if he's so amazing of a shooter and all this stuff, I think we always have this question is like, why did he end up in Miami's hands if he was so great? Well, it's like he has certain weaknesses, just like all these guys do. If you're ending up in this type of range, if you're undrafted and you end up in this in exhibit 10 range, you have a certain weakness, but it's what it Miami is best at is kind of diminishing those weaknesses in a way and playing into their strengths. And his strength is just straight shooting. Like there's certain things that I think there's gonna be question marks defensively. There's gonna be some things about maybe uh not having an all-around offensive game, but the shooting seems to be that good that they could just say, they can run pin downs for him. They can run movement stuff on him. If they get a switch, they can run stuff like that because he is bigger than let's say a max who was six foot five. Uh, So I think he's just really intriguing and the way that they kind of picked him up. And it was kind of funny that like Shams was (laughs) out there putting like a, a national tweet out there about Cole Swider signing to Miami, because it's just, you don't really see that too often. So I thought at first maybe it was going to be an immediate two way. Maybe it was going to be kind of an immediate roster spot. Some people thought, but, no, it ended up being Exhibit 10. I personally think this is the guy that ends up getting one of those three two ways.
1: All right, so I think there's a couple of reasons that Shams put this out. One, it was he was a guy who was in camp with the Lakers or, or Summer League, so there's going to be more All attention right. there. And second, I do think that there is a little bit more um, sensitivity to the Heat picking up a guy like this because they do have a history of developing these players. Um, and, you know, you look at the Heat roster – And the one thing that we've talked about over and over is do they have enough shooting, like even as they're currently constituted and, you know, the numbers on the team right now like 47 and a half wins Greg and I got into it the other day a little bit about because I I think that they're better than last year but the one thing they do not have is a ton of movement shooting. We've discussed that or some of the guys who are shooting specialists even though um, I do think they're going to get better shooting from some than than some expect. I think that Josh Richardson back in that role uh, can shoot in the, in the high thirties. And and I also think that you're going to see improvement in Caleb's three point shooting provided he's here and we'll see if Jovich gets in the rotation and also would love uh, getting minutes from the start of camp. You know, they got a couple more guys (laughs) who they could look at there, but they don't have the shooting specialist with the exception of Duncan Robinson, by the way, uh, programming that we're going to have Max Shrews on the podcast next week. Uh, he wants to say, uh, he wants to say basically thank you to Heat fans. And, and we're going to uh, give him a forum to do that. We've enjoyed our conversations with Max in the past. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, he's actually moving to Cleveland this week. Uh, so that i've done that that's a sad thing max we're sorry for you all right but so cole swider is a well except i didn't get 63 million dollars um so cole swider is uh, is somebody to keep an eye on you mentioned drew peterson here and he was in heat camp and he was somebody you identified early as a possibility for them uh well, what are some of the differences between the two of them
2: so it feels like drew peterson has more of like an all-around game in terms of the stuff we saw in summer league like you saw uh the playmaking specifically i think is intriguing the stuff he did at usc was a lot more it wasn't just spot up shooting or movement shooting he did a lot of stuff on ball he did a lot of stuff in the mid-range like he had a little bit more of a bag to him uh i think the issue is and we've gone into this on playback before we watched some of this stuff was like the main difference is the thing that miami likes most with their shooters is guys that are just willing to get the ball up Like, Max was that guy. Like, when you just brought up Max in terms of, we think back to his, like, first preseason game, he had a very bad first preseason game. But he got the ball up a ton. Like, I think he got up, like, double-digit threes. Uh, They like that. They like a guy that has, like, that green light. That's something that Cole Swider has. And I think that's what Drew Peterson needs to develop, just because he hasn't been, you know, uh, high volume. Like, I thought there was a little bit more need for him to just kind of get the ball up in summer league, and he wasn't able to do that. So maybe that restricts things... In some ways, maybe they can get that out of him. I don't think Duncan at first had that green light. Like, I, I remember stories at first when they used to talk about Duncan. He was like, guys are shocked when they hear, like, Eric Spoelstra coming up to them saying, no, every time you're open, shoot the ball. Like, we don't care about what contract you're on or anything. You're shooting. That is your job. So maybe it could develop. But, yeah, that's why Drew Peterson's intriguing. And as much as we kind of think, like, Cole Swider, I feel like in our heads is, like, much bigger, Drew Peterson's also, like, six eight, So he's also a lengthier shooter, can kind of get the ball up. He had uh, a very good, like efficiency wise, summer league. Like he shot, I, I remember at one point he was in the 50s from percent from three. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be an intriguing one. It feels like Cole Swider or Drew Peterson is going to be in a battle for that two way spot just because it, they need a shooter on a two way, it feels like to me. So, th- those guys will be in that bit of a battle. It kind of comes down to, honestly, whoever has the better training camp. It's really that simple. So, it's just whoever kind of shoots better in that range at that certain time.
1: Yeah, and also don't rule out uh, players, as you mentioned, they poach one from another summer league. They could poach one from another training camp roster too, uh, and they've done that in the past, uh, late in camp. All right, when we come back, we'll get into some of the others. Uh, I do want to, you know, also discuss in addition to the exhibit tens, also the two-way uh, guys here. So we'll expand it a little bit. So these are all kind of players in the mix. And we'll see who can make the heat. And some of them fit better with Dame and some fit better without Dame. So that may play a role in this as well. Do want to mention a couple of great sponsors of the five reasons sports network. We have fantasy and gambling partners. They're different. Our fantasy partner is prize picks. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E. Get that initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. This is where you can go, again, to play the daily props. You can do these on just about everything. When I mention everything, they're going to have the FIBA props up there soon for the basketball fans, but also the NFL futures props. The NFL season props are up. They're up, not just the futures, but also for the first game of the season. So if you want to play the Dolphins against the Chargers, you can do that right now. We'll see if the Dolphins have any healthy players by then. Use the code FIVE, F-I-B-E, get that initial deposit match up to a hundred dollars better edge our code is 5 rsn that's the number 5 rsn get 20 dollars to play that's free play this is legal betting because you're betting against others who use it you can find the line that you want instead of betting against the app so go to betteredge.com that's betteredge.com and use the code 5 rsn
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app
1: Exhibit tens again, you can give out more than just two. Um, give me a couple of the other guys that are on there.
2: Yeah, so you have Alondez Williams, who I think we saw a lot of uh we wanted to see a little bit more of, I mean, in in summer league, partly because Chase Audige ended up getting going to another team, and I think there was a big expectation that he'd end up probably even on a two way immediately, not even in exhibit ten. Um so right when he left, it was pretty clear that Alondez Williams was going to be next just because he showed a little bit of kind of similar stuff. He has some of that defensive ability. He did that in college. Um, he has an ability to finish at the rim at a high level. He shot decently well from, you know, I don't know about the three-point percentage as much. I feel like they could develop that. and That's always going to increase, but he has some decent feel in the mid-range. Uh, so it's a decent po- kind of guard to kind of utilize that there's a really guard-heavy group of in the mix of Exhibit 10s in, in two ways just because... Uh, the two ways with Jamari Boyer and, and Drew Smith, and then you have Alondez Williams. Then the other guard that's on the Exhibit 10 list is Caleb Daniels, who's a guy that did not get a lot of run in summer league. And it was a guy that I thought would just because before he even started, I kind of said that I thought he would be like a real heat guy. He's undersized, but he plays like really physical out of Villanova. Like he's um, streaky from three, but he's just plays in that little post game uh, very good defensively. Like it's a lot of heat characteristics just with the physicality alone um but yeah it's a lot of guards like it's a lot of guards to kind of sort through and it seems like with the Drew Smith Jamari Boye ones that are stuck in that two-way slot i will say really quickly that Drew Smith is, doesn't feel to be the most like loved projection wise just because he seems like he is what he is at this point but he has the highest floor so like to give him his credit cuz i feel like everybody's just going to like push him aside i could see him still being in the mix just because of the fact that if let's say your point guard goes down and you need a backup point guard for the night uh, in a random game in January. Like he could probably do the least bad, if that makes sense. Like he could kind of settle you in a way where he's not going to ruin a game and have a terrible plus minus most likely. So that's kind of the, I guess the the thought for him.
1: And that matters for a team that currently has one point guard on the roster or the main roster, and that point guard has been in trade discussions and is in his late 30s. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, you may be looking for a player there. Um, I I guess when we look at the rest of it, you know, we talk about the guy who's kind of caught in the middle here because uh, Orlando Robinson got the, the standard contract, but Jamal Cain has not. So what does he need to show in camp, in your view, or do we think this just has to do with – what other pieces they may be holding out a spot for. I know Greg reported again that there continues to be at least some, some interest. Uh, I don't know. The Ubrey one, I don't know if it's more from the heat or more from his side, to be honest. Um, and I don't know that he would take a minimum but you never know push comes to shove. Uh Christian Wood seems he's legitimately interested in the heat. And I, I do know the interest is mutual, but it's got to be the right circumstances. And some of the circumstances may be based on whether Jovich is still here, which is another uh podcast we've done and are gonna keep doing. But um Jamal Kane, though, like he had a great camp last year. Uh didn't seem to do anything to hurt himself during the right, you know, regular season. I know he was up and down, he had some injuries, et cetera. But what does he need to show something here? Do you think?
2: Not really, uh, in my opinion. I think it's more about the roster just because we keep talking about it that this team is so front court heavy that, like, let's say they there's no trade that goes down and this is the roster that they end up utilizing. I just don't know where he fits in. Like, even if they have certain guys out on a certain night, like it is just very crowded when you go down the line of the love, Bam, Jovic, Thomas Bryant, Hawkes, uh, if you want to throw over the mix, you have. Uh, Caleb, who probably is going to be characterized as a guard finally, just because of the way this roster looks. But he has played mo- most of his minutes at the four in past years. So it's very crowded, so it's hard to see where he fits in. But I think in terms of if there are moves made, he's definitely, I think, an immediate kind of routine into a, a kind of a standard deal. But what does he have to show? I mean, I think it's just similar just trying to walk the path of Highsmith just because mm-hmm. I think they like that mold and maybe show a little bit more just because – do you really need two Haywood Highsmiths on your roster? Like I think you will kind of want that one glue guy that you could find defensively that could do some things offensively that can maybe kind of be a three and D guy. So maybe he has to set himself apart and away from Highsmith where he says, well, I could do a little bit more inside the arc with slashing and kind of putting pressure on the rim in this way or doing stuff like that. I know every time a player gets a Jimmy co-sign, they always end up kind of being a, that, that next guy in line in the rotation of those players. Jamal Kane has gotten a big Jimmy's co Like he's one of those guys in practice where he would go at him. I've ever posted a bunch of times those one-on-ones with him. Like he was really kind of giving him the, the Jimmy treatment where he's kind of yelling at him in a way that he's saying, like, I like this guy. So right from that moment. It felt like he was be a guy that sticks.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned the Jimmy co He also got the bam co last year after a preseason yeah. game where on the, the shout out on the way, on the way there. All right. So as we close, we want to thank our sponsors, a aggressive insurance, uh also uh better edge and prize picks and check out our additional content throughout the week uh give me your your so what is going to surprise people out of this group like somebody we're going to get to the end of camp and say okay um because i you know caleb was a little bit of a different situation you and i kind of identified that day one um and then it just kept getting better and better and better but uh what's going to be the thing we, we take out of this we're like okay we did not really see that coming
2: Honestly, I'll probably say the guy that we didn't talk about much is probably Jamari Boyer. I just mm-hmm. think that maybe he shows a little bit more. I thought he had like a really good summer league in terms of showing Casey at all. Like the one issue with him was that he wasn't Drew Smith in a way where like he wasn't controlling an offense and like didn't have that high floor of like doing that. He showed that much more uh, in summer league and he showed his playmaking. He still has a three ball. He's his speed is unreal. I just think the speed part of it is like it's such a natural ability with a way he could kind of just change speeds and do stuff in the half court and, in kind of on the break that I think he's going to surprise people where he's going to kind of be the next guy in line where he gets those minutes. And like I said, as much as I say the front court is crowded, the back court is not <laughs> trade or not like both ways. Like there's opportunities for certain guys that I think Jamari Boy could kind of surprise people. And I'll say the other guy that we didn't mention was Justin Champagney, who mm-hmm. kind of ended up back on an exhibit 10 after being with Sioux Falls before. I'll just say, that where every time like there's a guy that bounces away and back from this type of range, it feels like a guy they just want to get in their Sioux Falls roster, just a guy that will fall back afterwards. So I don't know if this is a guy that's really in play for a two way, but I think they're just trying to get him back in the Sioux Falls type of uh, just that type of roster and everything to kind of develop. So that would be interesting. But I will say, Boye is my guy that I think will probably surprise people. Do you have a do you have a different one that you think? No, it's funny out? you
1: mentioned you mentioned him. I he, he he reminds me a little of like Reggie Jackson. Um, I, I don't I don't know why, but sort of the speed when Reggie came out. Now Reggie was a first-round pick, uh, but he was playing behind Westbrook at first. But that was kind of the question, too. Could he run an offense? Um he was kind of streaky as a three-point shooter. And, and again, Reggie's time appears that his time as a starter, or even a court rotation player, is probably over with. He didn't play much with Denver during the playoffs last year, but but he's had moments over the course of his career, and I wonder if they envision him. A little bit that way. Um, I I, I agree with you about Swider in the sense that when they poach a guy from someone else, that tends to be the guy they have most focus on. They also have the greatest need there. Um, And the fact that they didn't sort of push too hard for Adige, uh, you know, after he was ready to leave, they couldn't guarantee him much tells you something. Um, Also, I do think that Jamal Cain has a role on this team that's a little different than Highsmith's. I, and I, I understand, you know, as a defender and kind of plugging in, but I just see more, just more of an athletic upside there. And I feel like if they want to get out and run a little bit more, particularly, I will see if Dane, you know, comes obviously, but I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like Jamal Kane's going to be part of the plans in some way. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting one of those slots i just think they're they're doing their due diligence right now because they don't know how many guys they're sending out that's a thing and that will change the roster spot equation so we'll see which of these guys we're talking about going forward of course max and gabe came through this system as did duncan many others before then uh thanks to brady check out all the episodes as we uh we keep them coming this week as we we're only about a month away from training camp which is just insane have a good day everybody
0: Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports
1: Network. Save
0: big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for 2 dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.